welcome back to the second ever Project Transformation DC podcast. My name is Rachel Luna and I'm the executive director for PTDC. Um, we are starting this podcast because we're leaning into the weird this summer and because we don't have intern dinners for pe people can meet and listen and, and get to know our interns. And so welcome to the voice podcast where we are just going to be uh, interviewing our interns throughout the summer for people to get to know them. Today, I'm ex super excited to introduce Americo, who has been with us for three summers now. He started in 2018, 2019, and is again an intern in 2021. Um, and I'm really excited for people to get to hear his story a little bit and get to know him and why his voice matters and, and what makes his voice unique, which there's a lot that makes Americo's voice unique. Um, before we set the scene, though, Americo, uh, I want to ask you the question I asked you right before the podcast and then decided to hold off on the answer um, because, once again, Americo's voice is unique. Americo, do you even know what a podcast is? I, I'm, sh I'm sure I've seen and heard podcasts. Uh, I'm sure I've seen podcasts where there's video included, too. Yeah, sometimes okay. podcasts are recorded and then released on YouTube, too. Okay, um, that makes more sense to me. But most podcasts are an audio uh, medium. They do not have visuals with them. Um, okay. So, yeah, I just, I felt like everyone needed to hear that answer, not just me. Because you I, asked if the video would be released. <laughs> yeah, I, I've only seen podcasts then, I suppose, that, are, that have okay. visual included. Uh, yeah, we we're we're just an audio only podcast, so gotcha. that the, it's only the audio that will be released from this recording. Um, I just thought that would be a fun way to introduce everyone to Americo because he doesn't have social media. Um, he is pretty off the grid, I feel like most of the time. So, uh, but I'll I'll go on and let him introduce himself. So, set us the scene, Americo. Where did you grow up? Um, where did you go to college? And then I think uh, what made you maybe move to Texas it would be a good question to answer to. Uh, well, I am originally from Mexico and the first half of my childhood was spent there. Uh, we came over to the United States when I was nine. Uh, I went to the University of Texas, uh, Rio Grande Valley. Um, and the reason why we decided to move to Texas was because in the village where I was growing up, there wasn't a lot of opportunity. Literally, the village right now has 800 people. So back before 2003, it must have had uh, significantly less. Um, and, you know, there wasn't a lot of hope for me to get a good education in Mexico, unfortunately. So we decided to pack up and move to Texas and, you know, go to school there. Awesome. What was your major at the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, which I do not say as well as you, I will admit. Yeah, so I have a bachelor's in psychology and a minor in history and another minor in art. Okay, and I feel like most people uh, perceive all of our interns to be undergrad students. And so I think the next question hopefully will answer maybe the reason why you have graduated and have come back as an intern. So what brought you to Project Transformation DC, particularly this summer? Well, uh, I, I guess I have to set this in that. 2015 because that's when I first did product transformation uh, in South Texas and I just fell in love with the program the first time I did it so I decided to keep going back every summer and then when I heard that uh, a chapter was opening up in DC I thought oh I have to check that out 
And I just, no disrespect for my lovely friends at South Texas, but the DC's program is just fantastic. And I, I fell in love with it even more. So I keep coming back. I'm going to send this podcast to that chat. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We won't do that. Yeah. Um, quick question though. Okay. So you came back, you graduated, um, but this summer is a little bit different, your reason for being here. Can you explain why you're here and maybe not in another program? <laughs> so I, and you know, I still had planned to come back to DC um, if the opportunity came, but I was actually scheduled to start my Peace Corps service last year, but then the pandemic happened and it's been delayed once again. I just found out a couple of weeks ago to the middle of next year. Um, and I was actually very sad that I wasn't gonna be able to do it last year during the summer because I was scheduled to leave right around the time that PT started, but then neither Peace Corps nor PT happened last year. So. We happened, just not in the right. traditional sense. Yeah. Um, like we didn't hire young adults, so uh, which would have been helpful to have, But and we wish you, we could have had you last summer. Um, in all of your time, so this is, let's think about it. This is your fifth or sixth summer. You've spent a lot of time with Project Transformation. Yeah, since 2015. 2015. So what have you learned about yourself this summer, maybe? Let's start with this summer. Mm -hmm. um, because it is so different this summer due to the on like we're finally emerging from the pandemic but we still have to take so many safety precautions yeah so this summer was really an exercise in adapting to all the protocols that we had followed because of the pandemic um i think that the spirit of the program is still intact which was uh great to see because i was really a concern um coming in i didn't know how much fun we could have with all the street the restrictive rules that we have to follow, but it's working. It's the kids are really enjoying themselves. Um, and I think that since the second year of that, I've been working with PT after that, it's just been reinforcing the things that I've learned already because of the program. Uh, I never get tired of thanking PT for showing me that I could be in a leadership position where I could be in charge and doing it successfully. At least I hope. Um, so, um, maybe I should go into that. So my first year I was just an intern, and my second year my supervisor advised me to try to try out for the site coordinator position. And I, I was really hesitating on doing that because one, I've never really been interested in managerial type positions. I've always, um, so to speak, like to be on the ground and have direct contact with the things that I'm doing. And the second reason was, uh, I just didn't think I, I was that kind of person to have a, a managerial position. And I didn't, I didn't think anybody would take me seriously to be completely honest. Um, and it was a very stressful summer for me because for the first time it was really, everything was on my shoulders and I didn't want to be the reason why the kids didn't have a great summer. So I think I've told you this, um, I, I, I threw up a couple of times because I was just so saturated with anxiety about messing up the program, but thankfully uh, it was a successful summer. So I learned that I could be in that position and do it well. Um, and then after that, it's just been the things that I've learned about myself is just how, this might sound a little arrogant, but <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I 
really can get along with all sorts of people um, without uh, conflict and getting along fine and regardless of our opposing views or backgrounds. Uh, so that's been nice to see that I can adapt to different personalities. That's, um, I'll be honest with you, your first summer, that was one of our biggest worries about you coming in. Um, was that like, <laughs> because you were so, I think even for me who I, as a, you know, I've been an intern um, for a few summers as well. And I was like, I don't know if I've ever met someone at Project Transformation like Mariko. Um, but I had had an experience with a friend of mine who was actually on my last Zoom call about Project Transformation. Um, and I was like, this is just, he's going to be like this friend of mine, I think, which it worked out. Because um, I was like, you seem, because you were so, you have such strong beliefs and you are so um, committed to those beliefs, which I think is very admirable. And, um, but you're also not, and so I was like, oh my gosh, how's this going to work when people have opposite or very different beliefs and are very committed to theirs? But I think you've always approached your conversations and your, and I really want to say disagreements, but like, it's truly a conversation. It's a back and forth. It's just sharing of ideas with the understanding that you don't have to agree. Um, And I think that like, since that summer, I've always been like, man, was I wrong to be worried? (laughs) Uh, Just to put you on the spot, what was like the, the worst case scenario about me coming in um that you're going to make everyone (laughs) very mad um and not feel comfortable around you because like i was just like if he is so set like um for those who do not know americo um americo is an atheist and we are a faith-based organization um and so i was very worried i am getting a facetime call i'm going to decline that so sorry about that noise um so I just was so worried that like you were going to be almost contrarian to everyone and and because I mean I think you might be able to talk about this because our goal is that like everyone who interfaces with project transformation feels like they're part of the community um and that like when we say fostering community and building community we're not just talking about our interns churches and our children anyone any volunteer anyone who gives a book to project transformation, we want them to feel like they are truly part of the community. And I was like, what if he does, like, what if he's so set in like, not, but then like you participated in worship and like you were very much part of the community and met people halfway. And so I think like, I was very, I mean, I didn't interview you, so I didn't know you, um, but I was just like, oh my gosh, what like, what was MK, our former program director, thinking? <laughs> but then, like, you were very nervous during the interview, and I think that actually, like, won her over, um, to be honest. Yeah, um, so I don't know if you know this, uh, but that first year, Jerry, who is another intern, well, past intern, uh, had mentioned to me that uh, I think MK's comment was just vaguely, he's very interesting. But it was, it was, he just left it off at that. Now, I've actually been wondering what she was trying to get at, but I guess now I know. Um, yeah, I mean, we were just, I mean, honestly, like, was he going to be able to be as open-minded maybe as we were? Like, that was maybe the co- the conversation. <laughs> I hope MK listens to this and then corrects yeah. us later. Yeah. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. I miss her. Uh, but I was going to say, yeah, so I think, for me, 
I, I, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to admit that I, I can be, and oftentimes are, am very combative and, and um, aggressive in my, in the way that I argue. But I wouldn't want to deal with somebody who didn't want to participate in that kind of discussion, like I, that, because that would just be bullying, and I'm not really interested in that kind of thing. Um, so uh, when it's just a conversation with people who genuinely just want to have a conversation, I would not want to be the way I, I am <laughs> just to put it that way. Um, yeah. So I, I, I mean, and I think to your point about um, being part of a community, I mean, most people in my life have, that I care about are, are religious and have been religious. So any chance I get to participate with a friend's important, important rituals and things like that, I'm, I'm happy to participate. That's great. And I, and I can attest that you are someone who's very um, willing to learn from others and about others, which is really cool. So in that vein, we're actually going to learn a little bit about you, hopefully, um, because in, I mean, you probably understand this from to a different level than most people, because you've gone through our vocational discernment program. But you know that vocational discernment is such a big part of our mission and aspect of our program um that i want to ask you this question because it's important and i think you bring a whole different voice than we're normally used to so vocation is as you know from the many times i have told you it comes from a latin word that uh, means voice and um it's why we named our podcast voice can you tell us about your unique voice and how you are using it um and then also how you want to use it in the future yeah. Uh, how do you, I use it for participation? Yeah, yeah. Just kind yeah. of tell tell us a little bit about like your voice, who you are in a way, and then yeah. how you use that, and then um, how you want to use it in the future. So three part question. So I guess uh, at the core of who I am, uh, I'm, I'm genuinely a very boring person, but I try to. I try to. Uh, the the things that I'm interested in, like literature and history and philosophy, politics. Um, Whatever is the most interesting that I think the kids can connect with, I'll, I'll try to bring out. And um, for example, um, I'm having a kid read this summer Kafka's Metamorphosis with prior approval from the kid's parent, because um, I really wanted to challenge him. And I love that book. And I thought that the kid's taste would, you know, match the themes of the book. And he's doing an excellent job at reading it and understanding uh, themes of alienation, of uh, uh, conflict. And I'm, I'm very, very proud of him. And that's that was my uh, interest trying to come out and be part of the kids' summer. Uh, and also through artwork, which uh, no kid can resist a lesson on how to draw Batman. I also try to use this, my, my skills as an artist to do as many activities for the kids as that allows me to. That's awesome. How, so once your past project transformation, what are you thinking, well, like how do you want to use, like your, your voice for, I'm going to say justice work um, mm -hmm. in community building and, and, and equity. I'm going to say you have a, a strong voice and fight for equity. Um, and like to fight against things like alienation that you're you're working with this young man on. Um, how do you want to use that in in your future vocation, in your 
I mean, obviously in the Peace Corps, that makes sense. But like in the future, what do you, how do you want to continue to use your voice? Uh, well, that's actually been uh, a thing that I haven't, I'm having trouble with because I have to balance my, my, my beliefs about how I think things should be and my complete uh, fear of being known. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't really like having an audience, um, and it's funny because I do like public speaking, and I'm not shy about doing interviews or anything like that. Um, so I think that the way that I could both serve my interests and help my fellow human being would be, uh, I've been thinking about teaching languages once I'm back from Peace Corps in Latin America. Um, hopefully, if I can meet the right people as a public service, not as a means to make money um, and take it from there. So that's my, uh, as of right now, that's my aspiration to be of service to others. So just for the listeners, one of my favorite things about Americo is he always has really big aspirations and they change off often, but they always like have an educational component or like um because i mean i think one summer uh after we visited an immigration lawyer for our friday experience uh you started wanting to study for the lsat because you wanted to do immigration law and, and and educate people about their rights um and then at some points you want to you want to teach art at a like a university level and that obviously and then now in teaching languages in latin america and so i think like in, I mean, you're one of our interns, like you're an educator at heart and it's just like trying to figure out. And I mean, I feel like the, honestly, America, you'd be the person who could figure out how to do all three of those things. Oh man, that's no pressure, huh? No, pr- I mean, oh. not, you don't have to, if you don't want to, but like at the same time, yeah. you could go to into like for 10 years, do this and 10 years, do that. The, the, yeah. So my thought for post Peace Corps is that I need something that allows me to move around. So I thought if I did immigration, that would, you know, kind of hold me back to the United States only. Um, and I need to be able to move around, which funny enough, uh, uh, prior to coming back to DC this year, my artwork was allowing me to be more flexible where where I was located. But yeah, I mean, I don't, it's difficult for me to think about the how I want my life to end uh, career-wise because I, I do have so many interests that it's hard to pin one down. America, you said earlier that you are boring and I think you are the, one of the least boring people I know because I can just sit here and talk to you for like an hour about your art or whatever and never be bored by listening to you. Um, and so this is a question that like just based on what we've been talking about, I'm fascinated to see if you even have an idea or if this is just Boy. too far off to think about. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? So 2031, what what do you think you're going to be doing? Uh, uh, hopefully, I think the more solid version of what I wanna do is just educating myself in the things that I'm interested in. So I really, by that time, I really, really hope I have a master's degree in something and learn about at least two languages more, uh, which Peace Corps will facilitate with at least one. And because I have a year until Peace Corps supposedly starts, if it's not delayed again, I really want to spend the next year learning Japanese while I wait my Peace Corps service to start. Um, 
So I, I'm not, it's great to have a degree, but I think my, my ambitions for my education are more personal than, than social, you know, with just having a certificate that says that I know this thing. Uh, but it'd be great to have a master's because uh, I, I just really like going back to school. Um, but I, if I, if you want to pin me down on something like a solid career path, uh, hopefully something in education where I can just teach. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you talked said you just said like have a certificate that says you know something. Try having a <laughs> master's of theological studies because trust me, when you get that certificate, you're like, I know nothing. <laughs> because <laughs> it's theology it's like how do i master the study of theology when it's so so it's, big it's too much to handle yeah, yeah and the more you learn the more questions you have and so you never like you never there's it's not there's no way to end that quest of knowledge so i kind of i think we have different interests even in within the field of theology and learning yeah. um but i think we both have that like i think one reason we get along so well is that quest for knowledge yeah. In like asking more questions and never feeling settled which I think is you know sometimes it would be nice to feel settled but like yeah. at the same time it's great to like continue right. that that like those questions in that train yeah that. no I completely agree I, I never I, I think that if I ever get to a point where I'm like oh I've learned enough for one lifetime I think that'd be a sad thing <laughs> all right um <laughs> Are the question that I had for you, but I don't know if this is actually going to be a thing since you are not a social media user, but if anyone would like to like contact you or learn more about you or whatever, is there a way for people to do that? Uh, I was miss, actually was thinking about this before we started. Uh, I, I, would it be okay if I let you be the filter of that? If like somebody wants to contact me, they can just yeah, yeah. You can let me know. Um, <laughs> if anyone wants to talk to Americo, you have to email me at rluna at projecttransformationdc.org. <laughs> because uh, so he's a hard guy to get in contact with i will tell because he changed his phone number and didn't tell anyone so i was texting this random person about their summer internship earlier this this uh this spring because i hadn't i just used the phone in my the number in my phone not the one on the application because i didn't think you would change it so a uh, hard person to get in contact with and i should tell you and uh, i might change it sometime by the end of the year again so i'll definitely let you know this time yeah you know just like send out a message to your contact yeah. list so that is our like more serious conversation questions but i forgot to tell you um oh. and unless you listen to jory's episode you don't know that there's rapid fire coming at you oh, oh it's only six it's only six okay. rapid fire um and some of them are super easy and a little little more difficult ones too so just to give you a taste what's your favorite color black isn't that the lack of color well it, if you're talking about light but if you're talking about paint it's a mixture of, oh i guess if if you want a, a hue it'd be a lesser crimson don't ever ask an artist what their favorite color is because you won't yeah. understand the answer <laughs> what is your favorite animal walrus that was unique. Like I said, unique voice here. Uh, who is one person that has impacted your life in a way no one else could? Uh, well, there's some different people for different things, but uh, as far as my interest in just uh, my own education, it would have to be the late journalist Christopher Hitchens. I, I learned a lot about 
just literature politics from him and i think that was that was the person where once i understood who he was i thought okay this is somebody i'd like to be like mm -hmm. you know who i thought you were going to answer who jerry <laughs> who we talked about earlier <laughs> um I'm definitely going to send him this podcast. Yeah. I, so. No, Jerry's, uh, I, I, man, I shouldn't say this because he'll definitely hear this, but uh, I, I admire Jerry quite a bit. He's, he's a very a admirable guy. person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very admirable. All right. What is your favorite book? I'm sorry. I cannot believe you got me to say this about Jerry, but uh, uh, my favorite <laughs> Uh, my favorite novel is an old French novel from, I think, 1948, I think. And it's a story about uh, a Catholic school about where uh, two students fall in love and they have to deal with the consequences. Do you know the name of it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, in case uh, anyone in, wants to read it? Well, it, it, they can read it, but... The, all the copies that are available still are over a hundred dollars. It's it was translated in English in, as the special friendship. Okay. Awesome. I knew it would be something I'd never heard of. Um, <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, this. I don't know if you actually have an answer for this. What TV oh, show did you binge during the pandemic? I, actually, actually, no. I, I do have one because me and mom were watching it together. Uh, Hannibal. Never heard of it. Really? Um, I, it sounds scary. I'm, I'm sure you've heard I don't the, do scary. The, the character Hannibal Lecter. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's probably why I've never heard of it. It's because, like, I would have seen that and said no. Yeah, and the funny thing was, like, we weren't even together when we were watching it together. She was in Mexico, and I was still in Texas. Um, so we were just keeping up with our episode count. That's funny. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. No, that would, is the farthest thing from what I would have binge watched. So all right, I'm really bad at rapid fire of actually like asking the questions in a rapid pace, but that's all right. Um, so our last one though is best piece of life advice. Oh, Definitely no pressure here. Uh, uh, oh, man. See, I don't like these types of questions because they're too vague. I, I need something more solid. But if I have to answer, uh, I think something I'd like more people to do is just to find the thing that they won't compromise in uh, with um, and stick to it and not just be not apologetic for it, but be as aggressive as, as, aggressive as you can with it um yeah yep and i can tell you that he lives into his own life advice <laughs> fingers crossed fingers crossed fingers crossed well thank you americo this has been fun um i i hope um people you know i feel like people probably know you the best obviously out of all of our interns since you are the returner but i hope people like got to see a little bit of a different side of americo than though i think you have a very public facing side um, especially at project transformation where you i don't want to say hide a little bit about yourself that's not the right word but you like understand um the importance of like i don't know being really friendly and not maybe being combative and so and not yeah. that you were combative but like you um i uh, think people probably just got to see a little bit of a different side of you so i'm thankful for that 
Yeah, uh, and I don't really have a problem with being described as combative because I, I am, but it's just, I don't, um, I know when it's appropriate to be combative when it's, I think that's just it. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, so not that you were ever competitive in this episode of this podcast, no. <laughs> but um, we've had, we've always had really good discussions. And so yes. I hope people got to see a little bit of that. Um, and I just want to thank you. Well, thank and, you. and thanks for being our second guest and volunteering to do this. Uh, you made it easy for me. Oh, appreciate that. Thank you for having All me. Right. Thanks. And everyone, we will be coming back hopefully next week with another episode of Voice. So um, be on the lookout and have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye.